0: Okay, we have a bombshell story today. A senior Obama advisor has been indicted on charges that he lied to the Mueller team. The Mueller probe has led to an indictment of a senior Obama official. If this was a Trump official, this would dominate the headlines. In fact, that's exactly what happened for two years. And yet it's being buried by the media. Obama's White House lawyer, Greg Craig, has been indicted on charges related to Russia collusion. Yes, he lied to Bob Mueller about his ties with Russia. We will get to all the details. A few weeks ago, Obama gave a speech and he bragged about how, unlike Trump, nobody in my administration was ever indicted. That's what Obama said. Uh, Nobody in my administration has ever been indicted. Well, they have been now. Okay, we'll get to all the details. Senator Kamala Harris has admitted she owns a gun. She has a gun for personal safety. Remember, Beta O'Rourke is pretending to be Hispanic. Bernie Sanders is a millionaire. He has to grapple with that sad reality. And now Kamala Harris has come out. She owns a weapon. I don't know how she got... The permit over there in California. Remember, Elizabeth Warren has to be an American Indian. So we have the same narrative where the Democrats need to explain away their behavior. And I don't begrudge them. Let Bernie Sanders make his money. Let Kamala Harris own a gun. Good for her. You know, let the Elizabeth Warren's pinky have American Indian DNA in it. But this runs so much deeper than that. It's not even about hypocrisy, it's the difference between. Democrats and Republicans, the fundamental difference of their worldview. Democrats, they label you, they judge you, they control your behavior. Republicans let you be who you want to be, they don't dictate how you should live your life and what you should own and how much money you should make and what your skin color should be. See, Democrats, everybody, they look at race, they look at gender, skin color, how much money you make. Everything is a judgment, is a label. They're either, you're either somebody that Democrats want to protect or you're somebody that Democrats want to blame. But everybody is seen through that prism, a very superficial prism based on skin color, income level, and how many weapons you own. They don't see humans. You're not a human with with the Democrats. You're you're part of a checklist. And by the way, they're really the racists. This is a very fundamental difference between Democrats and Republicans. The Democrats are the ones that are spreading racism because they're always focused on and reminding us who's black and who's white, who's rich and who's poor, Who's a woman? Who's making money? You know, everybody's focused on that with the Democrats is let's analyze and assess where they fall on the social stratosphere. Now, what does that do? That breeds more discrimination. They're the ones dividing the country because they're constantly talking about sticking it in our face. Who's black? Who's white? Who's red? Who's Muslim? You know, so right now these candidates are being labeled by the media. Of course, it's their own fault, these Democrats, because this is the monster they've created. You know, by the way, a caller says that Bernie Sanders should not have charged money for his book. He became a millionaire. Hey, what could he do? He, he, he's a best-selling author. It's not his fault. Well, give out your book for free. You know, that's what you do with our tax dollars. But look, Bernie Sanders, he's just living life. As Ocasio-Cortez would say, Bernie's just living life. Okay, the media has been reporting what they consider a bombshell scandal. And I actually consider this a good thing if it's true. They say the Trump administration... Floated the idea of unloading ICE detainees in sanctuary cities. So essentially, Trump wanted to put illegals and ICE detainees on buses, drive the bus to San Francisco and to other liberal cities, and dump them in those cities. Here you go. Just unload these detainees in San Francisco. Here. You deal with them. And apparently he wanted to do this to take revenge on Nancy Pelosi and on other Democrats for undermining Trump's border security policies and blocking his wall, his border wall. Now, this is a great idea, and it's unfortunate if you ask me that they didn't implement this for many reasons, but uh, it's a non-story. You know, the media, they they're going haywire over this. Trump never carried this out. They discussed this, maybe. We don't even know that. Maybe this was discussed. They floated this idea. See, it used to be That in order to have a scandal, you actually needed to do something. Something had to have occurred. But now, if Trump just gets up in the morning and he thinks about it, and the fleeting thought crosses his mind, it's a scandal. Remember how many times Trump considered firing Bob Mueller? And that became the big scandal. Trump wakes up in the morning. He said, you know what, Jared? Do you think that we could maybe nuke San Francisco and suddenly he's committed a crime? Suddenly it's the biggest thing since Watergate, you know? So, but here's what's really incredible. The media's outrage. This was Trump's plan, apparently, allegedly, to put these ICE detainees on buses and deliver them to Sanctuary City. Say, here you go. Now, the Democrats and the media are saying, how outrageous is this that Trump tried to use immigrants as pawns and place them in areas to create chaos, to score political points you know that's exactly what the democrats actually do they don't see the irony here i'll read you a quote from pelosi in a minute trump was going to use immigrants as pawns and try to create chaos to score political points what have the democrats been doing here for the last 2 years to trump they've been attracting these migrants to the border not allowing trump not giving trump the resources to deal with them to secure the border they've been creating chaos and use these migrants as political pawns unlike trump who talked about it, they actually are doing it, and yet now they're calling out Trump. You cannot make this up. Here's a Pelosi spokesperson, quote, using human beings, including children, as pawns in their warped game to perpetuate fear and demonize immigrants is despicable. What did Pelosi do? She and the Democrats, they had policies, and they're enforcing these policies, or lack of enforcing, where literally children are being attracted to the border. People are smuggling children to the border because the policies are designed specifically to attract people with children because they know they're going to get across. So, And, and by the way, children have died uh, trying to cross the border. These migrants, there are horrific conditions. And yet the Democrats went down there. They encouraged these journeys. They financed these, these caravans. They helped these people get across. D- Democrat uh, liberal groups funding donors are actually behind this, and yet I never heard the Democrats talking about those immigrants and children being used as pawns. It's only when Trump talks about it. Now, by the way, uh, more importantly, maybe, it makes perfect sense if you're a Democrat to dump these detainees in sanctuary cities, because here's their policy— Come to our city and you'll be safe. If there are illegals out there who are in danger of getting deported, come to San Francisco, come to Chicago and everything will be fine. We'll protect you. Well, then they should be happy about Trump's Trump's policy that he suggested was let's put these illegals in sanctuary cities. Well, if they're worried about protecting these illegals, sanctuary city is the perfect spot. Why are they outraged? They should be thanking President Trump. For helping them defend and protect these poor illegals from being deported by the big, cruel, evil, heartless President Trump. Okay, Iran is moving forward. They have announced with the launch of three satellites into orbit. They've been planning this, and yet they've been under pressure after President Trump labeled uh, the Revolutionary Guards a terror group. Iran has been under a lot of pressure to abandon this launch, which is not about launching satellites into orbit, but really it's just a disguise for a ballistic missile launching test. So what they do is they launch these satellites into orbit. They claim for peaceful purposes, but everybody really knows they're trying to test their ballistic missile launching capability. And this is how they test it. So they say they are going to move forward despite the pressure from Trump. Now, Iranian minister Javad Azari Jaromi, He says, this is not about missile testing. He says, this satellite program is being used for peaceful purposes. It's being used to help them manage water resources and protect the environment. This has nothing to do with ballistic missiles or nuclear weapons or any of that, Iran's nuclear program. And by the way, he said, you know, he said, we don't have to hide ballistic missile tests. This is what the Iranian minister said. He said... This is a peaceful thing. We're just launching satellites to try to help us manage our water supply. But he says if we were going to test ballistic missiles, we wouldn't hide it. We would do it in full view. We would, we would announce it because there's no need to hide it because it's allowed under the Obama nuclear deal. So, he, you know, he actually has a point. All right. Yes. As you could tell, we are doing another Friday show here. You know, I'll tell you, many of you, there's so much going on, and many of you have left me voicemails over the last few weeks saying that, Bar Hashem, you're really enjoying the new hotline, and very pleased to hear that. Of course, we're working hard to give you the best possible source of totally kosher, kosher information and news and politics, and I'm enjoying this too, and I literally, I couldn't resist doing a show here today and keeping... Everybody out there apprised of all this incredible news that's going on. So let's talk about Greg Craig, the former Obama White House counselor who has been indicted. uh, Two counts of making false statements to investigators. So this is collusion and obstruction because they asked him about his work on behalf of former Ukrainian president, Viktor Yanukovych. Now, this Ukrainian president was Russia-backed. He was backed by Russia. So you have Obama's White House lawyer doing work on behalf of president of the Ukraine who was supported by Russia. Now, now uh, some of Ukraine's government is at odds with Russia, but this was the, the person who was actually there sort of as a puppet for Russia. And uh, White House counsel Greg Craig did lobbying work for this president of Ukraine. And uh, again, somebody supported by Russia. And then he lied to the Mueller team about it. When Manafort and Flint did this, they were vilified by the Democrats, by the media. And as we told you, so a few weeks ago, Obama's bragging about the fact nobody in my administration has ever been indicted. Well, the question is, are there more to come? You know, nobody saw this coming until a few days ago. And he literally colluded with Russia. He was doing work for Russia, foreign work. And then he lied to Mueller's team about it. He obstructed justice, right? Just like, uh, and he lied to investigators, just like Michael Flint. you know. So, and remember, a few weeks ago, uh, President Trump, the media kept asking, How does he surround him? Yes, Trump's been exonerated. But look at the people he surrounds himself with. Look at Michael Cohen. Look at Paul Manafort. Look at all these people that, 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 that President Trump, look at Michael Flynn. These people have been indicted. These people have pled guilty. And Trump surrounds himself with these people, guilt by association. What does this say about his character? Well, are they going to be asking the exact same question about Obama? And, you know, this is very big, folks, because this is the first indictment of a Democrat that we have seen as a result of the Mueller probe. They said it couldn't be done. I never thought it would happen. And on Russia collusion related charges, no less. So evidently, a Democrat can be indicted. And of course, that makes you speculate about Page and Strzok and McCabe and maybe even James Comey. Now, don't hold your breath, but we certainly will keep an eye by the way, not to mention Rod Rosenstein. Okay. Rod Rosenstein, the man, by the way, who offered to wear a wire. You know, everybody's uh, talking about spy. How could, how could, Andrew, how could William Barr say that, they, that, 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 that Trump was spied on the Trump campaign? No evidence. We know that Rod Rosenstein offered the DOJ and they actually considered it. Who, 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 has, how have they forgotten about that? And, and by the way, Rosenstein's a Republican. Okay, Ocasio-Cortez and Rashida tlaib have defended Ilan Omar, no surprise there, her comments minimizing 9-11. They actually say that she is being targeted because she is a woman of color, and this narrative is going all around the media now that Ilan Omar is the woman they're picking on her because she's a Muslim, because she's a minority, because she's a woman of color. Oh yeah, by the way, and she's also a rabid, vicious anti-Semite, but we forgot about that. That has nothing to do with it. They're, they're targeting her because of because of her race. Now... Tlaib says it's immoral to target Omar this way, and they're actually putting her life in danger. So we're the ones putting Omar's life in danger. Ocasio-Cortez says the New York Post cover was horrifying and hateful. The New York Post cover was a hundred percent appropriate to respond this way? In fact, it, it could, if it could have been stronger, it should have been, because she literally is minimizing and poo-pooing 9/11. She has defended ISIS. She has said vicious comments, as you know, about about Israel and about the Jews. And by the way, you know, she was on a television show, a comedy television show, a couple of nights ago, and you know, defending herself again. Talking about how she's being victimized and about how if a white male would make the same comments that she made, nobody would care about Stephen Miller, nobody would care, but she makes it, and it's because she's a Muslim and a woman of color. Anyway, she got a big ovation from the crowd. See, this is a little bit eye-popping, a little bit shocking to me, because we don't we forget maybe how many mainstream Democrat voters support Elon Omar and support her views and you know, support her anti Semitic uh Views over here, and so so, so actually uh, are are defending her and looking at her as the victim. You know, I think we get caught up. At least I do, and I assume that you know this is just a very very fringe. Sort of movement and sort of a fringe amount of support, uh, but you know we we saw we saw the Democrats in Congress who refused to condemn her by name or refused to even condemn anti-Semitism without uh, just clumping it together with, with with all other hatred, including Islamophobia and and including the hatred toward Muslims post 9/11. So we have to recognize and really this should be very very concerning and something that we have to be very vigilant about all the support that Elon Omar is garnering here in her clear anti-Semitic uh, viewpoint. Okay, the final tally is in in the Israeli elections, assuming there is no recount. Uh, the UTJ, which originally had eight seats, lost one seat to Likud. So the final count Likud actually ends up with 36 seats, which is one more than Blue-White. Blue-White has 35, Likud has 36, because they got the one that UTJ lost. And the new right uh, party, led by Bennett and Shaked, did not make the threshold, did not clear 3.25%, so they have no Knesset seats, again, unless there is a recount. We do hope to be speaking to Benjamin Rose from Mishpacha again in a few days uh, for analysis about the election results. The number of Americans filing unemployment last week hit a new 50-year low, near 50-year low, 49 and a half years, so jobless claims for last week was at 196,000, 196,000 jobless claims, way below the projection, and that is the lowest number of unemployment claims in a week. In 49 and a half years, since 1969, the projection was 208,000. And remember, Trump, who's anti-women, who's anti-black, who's anti-Hispanic, anti-immigrant, Trump has created more jobs for women, blacks, and Hispanics than any president in U.S. history. You know, by the way, criminal justice reform, how many black people, how many drug offenders were freed from prison for prison as a result of well, President Trump's criminal justice reform and Jared Kushner and of course a lot of uh, from Jews were, were very much behind that you know and yet you know he gets zero credit unless being called a bigot and a white supremacist right supremacist is credit you know Trump just gets no credit for that or right, a caller um, made the point. he said you know everybody's talking about, uh, the Democrats who are actually encouraging uh, illegals to come and cross the border, encouraging these caravans. And doesn't the current situation prove what Trump has been telling us for months about the, the crisis at the border wall, the emergency situation over there, which, again, the Democrats denied that. For many, many months. So instead of blaming the Democrats, you know, let's blame the real issue, which is the uh, the, the, the the tremendous border crisis and the lack of de- de- deta- detention centers, the lack of detainee beds, the lack of judges and these are uh, just horrific, outdated policies that the Democrats uh, refuse to reform down there at the border. And look, that's a great point. And you're 100% right, you know, and, and and as this caller pointed out, the media right now is finally conceding that there's a massive border crisis. Of course, they're blaming Trump, but they are finally conceding that there is a border crisis. How they're going to reconcile that with their belief that this is not an emergency and you can't use emergency funds. We'll have to wait and see. They'll have to do contortions, but they'll somehow figure that out, I'm sure. However, yes, but there's no contradiction here. See, it is a crisis. And yet the Democrats have been exacerbating it uh, by, as we said, funding these caravans helping coach these people to get across the border to uh, claim asylum and, uh, and and be allowed in on catch and release policies. Because the very fact that the Democrats can exploit these policies and can enable these people to cross, if the laws were up to date, if there were enough detention centers, and if there were, yes, a border wall that President Trump has been demanding for two years now, if all those things were in place, the Democrats would not be able to exploit the situation. They wouldn't be able to coach these people to just get across the border because there'd be no catch and release. There'd be a border wall. There wouldn't be people sneaking across. And, uh, you know, there'd be more the more of an ability down there to detain these people instead of just allowing them in. So, yes, there's a border crisis, but the crisis is the fact that the Democrats ha- have done everything they can to make the border, you know, to, 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 to support open borders and to make it impossible to squeeze Trump, make it impossible for him uh, to enforce the law, which is his job, his responsibility. Uh, The other point the caller made, as far as the emergency funding, would John Roberts, Chief Justice, would he ever give Trump his emergency declaration? You have to think that this will eventually be heard by the Supreme Court. Will Trump be allowed to use emergency federal funds uh, to build a border wall? And that's going to be the question. And Chief Justice Roberts likely will be the swing vote, as he often is in these cases. And that's a great question. I am very concerned about Chief Justice Roberts and... There is a lot of reason to believe that he puts his own personal beliefs above the rule of law and Obamacare. You know, all reports, all accounts, there's a book that was just written. That, that Roberts, he really did not believe in the idea of the mandate being a tax. You know, the reason that he eventually declared Obamacare constitutional was because it's not a mandate, it's not forcing people to be on insurance, it's a tax, it's a penalty, which is why, of course, now that they repealed the penalty, it's going back into the courts. But the point is, Roberts, he didn't believe in that argument, but he, he but but what more important to him, he did not believe that the Supreme Court should be weighing in and overturning on a law that was passed by Congress and signed by the president. So what is that? That's not looking at the Constitution to decide. That's looking at politics, in my opinion, very clear. So, yes, I'm very concerned about Roberts. Great point. And another caller, you know, everybody's talking about Bernie Sanders, Medicare for All. We will hopefully devote more time, really have to analyze, uh, you know, Medicare for All, socialized medicine, how it works in other countries. Uh, we'll have to do that one of these days. But the caller pointed out that, you know, in Israel reportedly, the med- the the, the medi- medical care there, the healthcare care industry in Israel it really operates much better than in many other countries. But that may be because, you know, there are many factors, but it may be related to the fact that, you know, doctors in Israel, they're, they're, they're willing to work for lower pay. They want to be in Israel. Obviously, they're Jewish doctors and they want to be in the Jewish homeland. So they want to be in Israel. Therefore, they're willing to work for lower pay to be there. They're also very often idealistic. You know, they're people who care about treating people. They're people who care about healing and curing more than they care about the money. So that could be a big part of why the system works so well. And also, they are very high quality doctors. Look, it's a country full of Jewish doctors. Let's call the spade a spade. All right, that's going to do it. Hope everybody has a wonderful Shabbos and we will see you next time.